everybody and welcome. This is the Mazao Talks podcast, which is a platform for both knowledge sharing and peer-to-peer exchange between small and medium-scale farmers across Kenya. We feature contributions by farmers, budding farmers, agri-food experts, as we drive discussions on good agricultural practices, as well as business opportunities that are readily available for the youth. This podcast is made possible by the European Union Funded Market Access Upgrade Program, MACUP, which is implemented by United Nations Industrial Development Organization, UNIDO, and is produced right here at Semabox. Yeah, so as we start, please remember to like, share, and subscribe on all our platforms. Our handle is at MACUP Kenya on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook. For more information about any of the topics we discuss, please find us at markupkenya.org. My good name is Jason. I am Sheila. And no matter who you are, you, you can farm. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another amazing episode of Mazao Talks. It's a great... Oh, no, 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 no. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another amazing episode of Mazao Talks Podcast. It's so great to have you with us. And I hope, we hope, sorry, Sheila, I, sometimes I forget you're here. How? I don't know. I'm, I'm right sorry. next to you. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, um, it's great to have you here with us. Mazao Talks Podcast is a platform for both knowledge sharing and peer-to-peer exchange between small and medium-scale farmers across Kenya. This show features contributions by farmers, budding farmers, and agri-food experts. We want to drive discussions on good agricultural practices as well as business opportunities that are available in the farm produce value chain for the youth. If you're new to the show, we are so glad that you've joined us and we thank you for taking your time to be here. We have a wealth of resource and information in different platforms and we will be sharing that with you as we go along. Meanwhile... Please feel free to follow, like, share, and subscribe to all our content. If you know someone who can further benefit from this, don't hold back, you know. Take that link, share it with them, and let them know that we are on now. For more information on any of the topics we discuss and further useful resources, you can check out our website on markupkenya.org. We are also on socials. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Markup Kenya. We are also on the Facebook. Just search Markup Kenya. Remember, you can find all these links and handles in the episode notes in the description section. So, Jason, I guess we can get started. Let's get vroom vroom. Today, we are excited because we are talking about chilies or pili pili if you like. But to start us off, what do you call chilies in your language or region? From what I hear, some people call it tiagas, others call it speed governor, others call it fidifidi, while others just call it apilo. And Sheila, it's mm-hmm. not apilo like the one for sleeping, yeah. like apilo. Apilo. A-P-I-L-O. You know, that's so interesting because I remember being in high school, people would call now Pili Pili Pilo. So I don't know if it was. Ah, Pilo. It's, yeah, like just Pilo. Speaking of chili, you know, chili is like the best way to, if you have 
many guests and little food, mm. just put lots of chilies in there. Okay, Mchoyo. <laughs> and today we have set our sights on two important counties for this crop. That is Kajiado and Busia. These two counties have the largest suppliers of Kenyan chilies for export. And this includes both fresh and dried chilies. Kenya is, however, a small player in the global chili export business. And sadly, we have been on a 10% decline in export for the past five consecutive years. I know, even us, we are totally shocked. And the biggest question is why? Uh, we are here in uh, Busia County. We are sitting with one of uh, the farmers who's growing chilies. Uh, I'll just start by giving him a chance to introduce himself and tell us exactly where we are. Ndiyo asante sana. Nimi kwa majina naitwa Quinto Optan Okitwi. Okay. Tuko katika Amukura Central ward. Eh eh. Uko take sub location. Okay. Teso South. Teso South. County. Okay. Asante sana kwa kutukaribisha hapa tumefurahia ni kuzuri sana ni kurembo. Ndio. Hata mimi mara yangu ya kwanza kabisa kufika huku. Karibuni sana. Na nashukuru sana. Asante pia. Sasa nataka tuongee mambo ya chilies. Ndio. Ah uh, tunaona huku mimea hiyo uh, chili inafanya vizuri sana. Nini kilifanya ukaamua mara ya kwanza yani ukaamua ukachukua hiyo hatua ukasema wacha nifanye chilies kwa shamba yangu. Ndiyo mimi kulingana vile nilianza kufanya chilies. Uh-huh. Hapo mbele na tu kwa si kuwa na cash crop yoyote ambayo naweza kunisaidia. Okay. Kimaisha na watoto pia kusomesha. Uh-huh. Lakini sasa kuna kampuni moja uh-huh. kutoka Eldoret. Okay. Haitwa Miss Food. Okay. Limited. Uh-huh. Ilikuja ikajulikana kwa sisi kama kikundi. Uh-huh. Aka, tukapata mafunzo. Uh-huh akatushauri tuanze kulima pilipili. Okay. Sasa hapo ndio hapo ndio tulianza kulima pilipili ni hapo ndio tukachukua baada ya training eh. tukaanza ku mambo ya kupanda pilipili. Training mulifanya kwa muda mkani? Tulipanda tulifanya kwa wiki mbili. Oh wiki mbili. Yeah. Okay. Na tofauti ya chilies na hizi mimea zingine umeona kuna tofauti ama bado unajaribu jaribu tu. Kuna tofauti kwa vile naona chilies ni mm-hmm. mmea ambao analipa inalipa vizuri vile ukipata kwa mfano kama kilo kilo kumi hivi hiyo mm-hmm. ni shilingi 2500 okay ambao kulinganisha hata kama mahindi umepanda eh upate hata kama kilo kumi. eh hawezi fikia hiyo pesa hawezi eh kwa hivyo iko tofauti kubwa okay yeah ni uli ulitaja kwamba nyinyi mko na kikundi yeah na ni vizuri sana ndio niambie nielezee zaidi kuhusu kikundi chenu kikundi chetu mm-hmm. ni Amukura inaitwa Amukura Central Farmers. Okay. E, na kuna hii serikali ingia kwa na hii miradi ya Shape Plus. Uh-huh. pia ambao pia hapo tukapata mafunzo zaidi kulingana mm. na mambo ya kilimo. Yeah. Kwa hivyo tuko na ujusi ya kutosha. Okay. Na kwa kikundi chenu mko ngapi? Ni wa baba peke yake ama kuna wa mama pia? Mchanganyiko wa mama ah. na wakina baba. Okay. Eh. Okay. Wakina mama wako kama kumi. Ehe. Sisi tuko kama watu kumi na tatu. Ah. Wanaume. Okay. Eh, kwa hivyo tuko na tatu. Ah, na chili ile variety unakuza hapa ni gani? 
ni ile inaitwa bad eye chill bad eye chill yeah, okay ndogo okay yeah. kwa mtu yote anataka kuanza kufanya chilies ndio uh, unaweza mpa mawaidha gani kama mkulima mpya ambaye hajawahi kulima eh hajawahi lima yeah. labda hajawahi sikia chili iko namna gani nimewahi kusaidia wengi sana ah. kulingana vile nilipata mafunzo okay sasa ndio maana hata mambo ya wakulima wamenini wame, wame wameongezeka okay kwa wanakuja kwangu wanapata mawaidha na wasaidia vile kuweka kwa bed mm. transplanting okay pamoja na kufuatilia monitoring vile inakuwa kwa shamba okay e, sasa hapo ndio vile tunasaidia mkulima mpya akiingia kuungana na sisi aya wacha niulize swali la mwisho kuhusu hiyo kikundi chenyu ni sawa najua umeniambia mko wa uh, uh, wanaume 13 no. na wanawake, wanawake kumi. Yeah. ningetaka kujua one swali la kwanza yeah. kuna kuna vijana yani youth kwa hiyo group yeah, tuko na youths uh-huh. kuna msichana mmoja ambaye ni youth okay na wa vijana wawili wawili yeah. okay na kwa hiyo group wa mama wako na roles zao ama wa baba wako na roles ama umejipangaje kama group sasa tumejipanga hata mm-hmm. kwa mama hawa ni members okay. wa kikundi eh. tukilima hata wakina mama pia wanalima chills yao okay eh, kwa mfano hata hapa kuna mama hapa analima chills okay mahali tuko hapa ah eh. okay. hata alishafanya vizuri unaona ile ngombe yake ndio ile alinua na chills ah okay eh, ile oh vizuri sana eh. Ningependa kujua katika hii kulima wako wa pilipili kaunti hmm. uh, ya haswa hapa Busia kuna jinsi wanawasaidia kama wakulima Kaunti ya Busia hmm. ni mafunzo tu ndio tulipata kwa ofisi ya agriculture hmm. mafunzo ndio walitusaidia mm-hmm. na kwa kaunti tuki wakati wa kuuza pilipili tukipelekea wale kwa vile sasa malipo ndio wanachelewesha kidogo three weeks hmm. sasa wakati tume, wamepeleka pilipili yetu wakichelewa kuleta pesa mapema tuna request county officers wa county wa hot culture mm. bwana masinde yes sasa nawapigia simu sasa unaona kama wana respond haraka so tuseme county inasaidia kuhakikisha kufuatilia malipo ah eh, hey, vizuri eh. na katika ukulima wako wa pilipili yeah. ni teknolojia gani na mitambo mnatumia hapa tuseme hata kwa shamba ama ataikifika ni maneno ya kutafuta soko ni teknolojia gani mnatumia teknolojia sisi wenyewe kwa vile yale ambao ambao ni kama mbolea mm. tunatumia tu yetu ya kienyeji ya ngombe ama ya mbusi mm. ndio tunatumia wakati unaweka kwa nasari ama kwa seed bed mpaka utumie hiyo mbolea mm. ni manyoa yeah. compost mm. ndio tunatumia na upande ya mauzo sisi wenyewe tukisha collect pilipili kikauka tunapigia wale simu watu wa Eldoret Messi Food mm. Limited so kazi yote inafanywa na mikono kazi inatoa kwa mikono inahitaji isipokuwa iko changamoto mm. kazi kuchuna hiyo kitu vile mmeona sio rahisi ndio kazi ngumu kidogo mm. mm. lakini ukijua ni inaleta mapato inabidi ufanye bidii mm eh hiyo tinda changamoto lakini sasa itabidi utafute watu wa kusaidiana mm. toa wewe mtu mmoja kama ni yaka moja ama nusuweka uwezi vile kiiva inaiva kwa wingi mm. ambao ukianza kutoa uwezi toa hata kilo kumi kwa siku wewe mtu mmoja mm. wakati wa kutoa hizi mikono zako ukishatoa unaosha 
vizuri. Mm. Bure utaenda upanguze macho utapata madhara. Usikia uchungu. Yeah. Ni ni changamoto gani nyingine wewe kama mkulima wa pilipili unapitia una katika hii kazi yako? Hii changamoto ambayo iko tena tulianza vizuri mm. lakini sasa kufikia je, mwaka huu tumeona magonjwa, changamoto ya magonjwa. Mm. Iko kama naanzia kwa roots huko inakauka tu pilipili naanza kukauka tu hata kabla haijakoma. Oh. Sasa hiyo magonjwa ndio tunajaribu kutafuta hata tumeongea na ofisi wa agriculture. Leo walikuwa hapa na sisi. Mm. Tukipata mafunzo vile madawa ya kutumia. Sasa hiyo changamoto ni magonjwa. Mm. E, ndio iko sana. Okay, okay. Mm. Ningependa kukuuliza kama sahi ningekupatia kama milioni moja. Yes. Hiyo hiyo pesa ungeitumia vipi katika hii kazi yako ya ukulima? Hiyo hiyo pesa so vile sasa mimi yeah. sahi kama nalima tu nusu eka. Mm. Na vile naona pilipili ni kitu ya maana iko na faida. Nitapanua project hii project mm-hmm. eh, ama maendeleo yangu ya pilipili. Mm. Niongeze shamba. Niongeze watu wa kunisaidia kufanya hiyo kazi. Kweli. Pilipili patikane kwa wingi. Mm. Eh, nafikiri hata wale ambao wana, wananua hii pilipili wanataka hii pilipili kwa wingi. Wanasema hata kama inaweza patikana kila mwezi tani moja, wanaweza mm. sana. Tani moja? Eh, tani moja kila mwezi. Ah, Lakini okay. sasa changamoto ni hiyo tu mapato na vile kazi yake pia iko. Mm. Inataka, inataka na pesa vile umesema kweli. Yeah. Eh, ili, ili kazi kwe rais. Mm. Eh. Uh, tukimaliza ningependa yes. nikuulize kwa maoni yako. Yeah. Uh, siku za huko mbele zile zinakuja katika yeah. huku limwa pilipili unaona ikiwa aje. Natamani tu iongezeke. Hizi mm-hmm. hii ambayo tunapata saa hii natamani iendelee kukua zaidi mbele. Mm. Mm. Unaona ni kama mnaweza pia kufanya hiyo value addition yeye yeah. wenyewe kwa hii area. Si Mnaweza. fanya kabisa. Mm. Eh bora tu tupate namna ya kusupport. Tukipata support. Mm. Okay. Asante yeah. sana. Asante pia. We are joined by Eric Were from Kefis. Eric, um, as we start, kindly just introduce yourself uh, as well as Kefis and the work that you do at Kefis. Thank you, Doreen. Uh, my name is Eric Were. I work with uh, Kefis uh, in the phytosanitary department. And uh, Kefis is a uh, parastato in the Ministry of um, Agriculture. And uh, we have uh, three core mandates as CAFIS. And uh, the mandates are one is uh, phytosanitary services. And uh, the other mandate that we have um, is uh, the mandate of uh, seed certification and uh, plant protection varieties. And uh, we also have um, another mandate which is uh, on, uh, food safety that falls under the analytical, um, analytical um, laboratories. So those are the key areas that uh, we we that uh, our mandate falls in, and um, for this purpose that uh, we are for this meeting, yeah, Kefis uh, supports this uh, this particular area under the phytosanitary certificate and also the analytical uh, chemistry area 
where the analytical will take care of uh, food safety for our markets and uh, phytosanitary will support now the trade. Apart from that, as farmers, you also need to grow certified seeds. And for you to get the certified seeds, whether imported or are locally produced, then it has to go through our seed uh, department for certification. And that's why whenever you buy a seed that has a, a KFIS label, has been certified by KFIS, then we can be able to, as KFIS, we've already guaranteed that the seed is a good for our country and the seed can be grown by all farmers. Now, since farmers are getting seeds from uh, different uh, suppliers, all the seed that uh, come into the country will have to be inspected and certified by KFIS. And if you want to start your business of uh, agriculture or growing, then you need only to use certified seeds. Let us um, avoid getting seeds from uh, other sources, but get the seed that has been certified. And when uh, as a farmer, when you're getting the seed that has been certified, we always ask you, there is um, there, there's a, a place where you scratch and you get the code, and that code will give you who is the producer, when was it uh, certified, and then you can be very sure of it. Because we normally tell farmers, that it is better for you to take uh, uh, one or two minutes to check whether the seed is certified. Other than just picking the seed, you go and sow it, you transplant, and then you end up wasting a whole season. Because if the seed is not certified, you will not get, um, you, you, it will not meet your expectation. So you will not get what uh, you expected from, uh, from that seed. So that's why we normally advocate that um, from that mandate of seed certification, let us take or grow the seed that has been certified. Now, when, when it comes to analytical um, side, as our mandate, we normally say that um, the food that you grow, both for local and export, should be safe for human consumption. And uh, this, the, the chemicals that we spray, should, we should be able to observe um, the uh, pre-harvest interval for us to be able to assure our clients or to assure our consumers that uh, the food that we are growing, whether chilies or another one, is safe. So we need really to do that. And uh, that one, we normally move around and pick samples from uh, our farmers and also pick samples from um, from. Um, from all the markets and just be able to test to see where we are. Now, when it comes to phytosanitary certification, which is uh, more key to our topic today, you find that uh, for phytosanitary certification, we need to assure our trading partners that uh, we are meeting the requirements. And within the country, we also need to know the pests that are there and the pests that are affecting our crops. So we do a lot of um, protection so that we do not allow the pests to come from outside our borders into our country. And at the same time, we want to assure our, our, our trading partners they are not exporting pests to them. So that's what basically we do as a CAFIS uh, in our mandates. Clarify, what does CAFIS stand for, for our listeners? Oh, CAFIS stands for Kenya, that is K. K and E is Kenya. Then uh, P stands for plant, 
then H stands for health, I is inspectorate, then service. So it is Kenya Plant Health Inspectorate Service, and we offer this, the inspectorate services. That's why we are called an inspectorate service. All right, thank you. So th this episode, we're talking about chilies. So before we start, kindly give us a brief overview of the crop, uh, how it works, and uh, why does what does Kajiado and Busia have that we cannot find elsewhere? One, we find that um, chili is a tropical uh, crop. This means that uh, it does well within the tropics. If you remember your geography, there were those on the, the topic of Cancer and the other one of Capricorn. So we are in between. So it means uh, when we are in between these two, uh, these two areas, then it's all we are in the tropics, and the tropics are normally, in most uh, part of the, of the year, they are normally warm. So Chile likes a warm place, and it will do well in a warm area. So that's how Chile behaves. And uh, Chile is also what I'll call, um, you know, you, you, you can be able to grow it maybe for three years uh, as, as a client. What you need to do is just uh, to cut it back and then uh, you have uh, new shoots. So you find um, that Chile is now a tropical crop and you can be able to sustain it uh, when uh, well managed for at least uh, three years in your farm. So you find that uh, Busia and Kajiado, they are warm throughout the year. Since they are warm throughout the year, then uh, the crop will do very well in that uh, in, 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 in that um, in that climatic uh, zone. Mm -hmm. So you find that Kajiado and Busia, that's the advantage that they'll have over many other parts of uh, of the country. That uh, that uh, maybe they have uh, most of their time in the year uh, they are cold. But Busia and Kajiado, you'll find that they are warm throughout the year. Whether it is uh, July, you find even the temperatures in July, they are not that low. Mm -hmm. So you can be able to sustain the crop throughout the year. What kinds, what kinds of chilies are there and what do we produce locally? Now, for chilies, there are quite a number of um, uh, types of chilies that uh, we have in the market. Uh, that is world over. Um, and uh, what we have, like uh, if I mention just a few, we have uh, chili types like uh, Dimon, we have the Bad Eye, Bullet, we have the Freshno, we have Habanero. And you'll find that most of these uh, types of chilies are also grown locally. But uh, the, most, uh, the most type of variety that, uh, that is grown is uh, Bad Eye and Bullet. That one you'll find under fresh, you'll find it uh, most of um, our, our farmers growing it. So let's talk a little bit about um, the export market. How, what can you tell us about um, the chilies that we have for export and, um, and how Kenya does in the export market in terms of numbers? When it comes to export uh, market, the... Um, there are quite a number of, um, of things that uh, we need to learn about the export. Um, the market uh, of Kenya in the export, um, if you look, uh, if you reflect back, that is uh, 2013 and now, you find that um, our export has been shrinking. We've not been exporting of late as we used to export when uh, back in uh, 20. 
13. So right now in the market, we are just occupying a small percentage. In that is in the EU market, which is our major market for our fresh produce. We also export to the Asian continent, that is Dubai and the, the entire area of, of that part of Asian continent, but not as much as we do to the EU. Now, you find that um, in our export market, we, the, the percentage, if you compare the percentage of, um, that is chilies, maybe to these other vegetables, because chili falls under the vegetables, you find that maybe chili can take about um, 5 to 10% of our fresh uh, vegetable export. Um, maybe if I may go back a little bit um, in those, uh, back in uh, 2013 to around 2018, you find by then the exports were not as low as uh, they are today. So, but uh, the market is still there for us and uh, the market is still big. Sorry that we need to meet the requirement for the market. What do you think uh, is the leading cause of the reduced export numbers? If I can uh, start by just giving you a little bit of, um, of history on why we are going down and down in terms of uh, the volumes to, to our major market, which is the EU. Now, you find that um, before 2013, uh, there is this uh, pest called uh, false codling moth, which by then was not a quarantine pest in the EU. So our produce, uh, we could be able to produce it uh, anywhere and uh, then uh, send it to the EU in big volumes. But from uh, 2013, the FCM was listed as one of uh, the quarantine pests on capsicum. And why was it listed as one of the quarantine pests on capsicum? Because you remember when we are talking about quarantine pests, then uh, we look at the pathway in which way can that pest be introduced in that country? Or in which way can a pest be introduced in our country? So you find that uh, the volumes that you were sending to the EU were very high, and then uh, the, the, the risk of us introducing, um, the, the, uh, introducing um, FCM was high through, through uh, uh, export of, uh, of capsicum. Uh, if uh, maybe I may give you just a breakdown on um, if, if we look at those uh, what we normally call the interception, those ones that were rejected due to FCM. In, uh, let me give you just a little bit from uh, 2015 to 2021. You find that uh, the interceptions in 2015 were 63 of consignments were intercepted because of uh, FCM. In 2016, 21 consignment were intercepted because of FCM, 2017, 16, 2018, 10, 2019, 14, 2020, 40, and uh, right now we only have six uh, interceptions due to FCM. Now, you find that uh, when there are these many interceptions due to this particular pace that uh, has a higher risk, that has been classified as a quarantine pest in that area, then uh, it means that uh, more stringent measures are going to be put in place 
so that that pest is not introduced into their country. So due to these uh, more stringent measures that uh, were, um, were given, because the EU had to change their import conditions, and uh, more stringent measures were given, if you have to export to EU, then uh, you are to meet those stringent requirements. And due to these stringent requirements that uh, were being given, it ended up reducing the number of uh, growers. And if, since the number of growers were also reducing, the number of um, produce was also reducing due to these stringent measures. Because if you can't, if you can't meet um, the, the requirements, then it means many of us were pulling out from that market and looking for a market uh, somewhere else. Now, um, the bottom line for this one is just about those uh, requirements and exporters not meeting the market requirement um, because of, uh, and mostly it was just because of the production cost. Because uh, you find that these stringent measures, most of us were not able to meet. So that's why we ended up um, reducing our, our exports. And uh, we also have another pest that, um, that was also put under um, as, as a quarantine, and this is a virus. They call um, potato virus Y was also listed as one of uh, the quarantine pest, and uh, it also affected uh, our exports to to the EU, which is our major market. But uh, nonetheless, the same problem uh, we do not face. Um, we do not face the same problem when we go to the markets, the likes of uh, Dubai, and uh, any other market. But uh, as I mentioned before you find that a big percentage of our exports uh, end up in uh, in eu because there are many chili consumers in um, in in in, um, in eu maybe if uh, india was not producing a lot of uh, a lot of uh, chilies then that would have been a very lucrative market for kenya but since they are also producing and uh, targeting the same market that is eu then uh, that's why we, we are having less exports. What would you say is a way to help kick up the, the numbers for Kenyan farmers who compete globally? Now, the way for us to be able to pick um, uh, the numbers and make them uh, to, to be a little bit uh, higher than what we have today, then uh, it means that uh, one, we really have to train our farmers or exporters on market requirements. We need to create that awareness for everyone to know the market requirements and why those requirements have been put there and how to be able to meet those requirements. Two, we can still increase uh, our, uh, our market share by working in groups. You know, when, as I mentioned before, these stringent measures, they also come with a cost. But when we pull resources together as a group, we can be able to start in a small way. We support one facility, the production goes that meets the, the requirements, and then from there, we can start expanding. We, we also need um, some uh, alternative uh, measures to be put in place, maybe for like a treatment. Because if I take a little bit um, back on those stringent measures, the stringent measures, we only have uh, four measures that um, the EU gave, 
One was that uh, the production of capsicum, it has to be done in a country that is free of FCM. And if you look at our country, FCM is an indigenous uh, pest in this country. Uh, the second one was the area where the production of, of, of chilies will uh, has to take place, it should be free. And you find that uh, just from uh, the first one, the country to be free, it has not been easy to have a free area uh, of, uh, that is free of uh, pest. The other, the two last ones is about production in a pest-free place of production, which we can be able to meet. And the fourth one was just uh, using a treatment, either hot water or cold water, or whichever treatment that you can use, like fumigation, for you to be able to meet uh, those requirements. And as I said earlier, if we pull resources together as a group, then we can be able maybe to start like uh, a pest-free place of production where we have, uh, where we buy a pest, uh, a pest-proof uh, nets that uh, we can be able to put um, a structure and then we grow under that structure that is pest-free. The other thing that um, I was talking about was about now like uh, maybe exploring um, an alternative treatment, taking that option number four that uh, EU gave us and come up with a treatment uh, facility for all, the for all the exporters. And also, we also need uh, maybe to engage um, uh, researchers so that they can come up with a, 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 um, a cheaper way of uh, meeting that uh, requirement number four, where we can be able to treat, at the same time, uh, make a profit out of it. Because I'm very sure when uh, you are getting into an export market, you are looking for profits. So if uh, researchers can also help us to be able to come up with uh, an alternative treatment that can assist us to be able to treat and meet uh, the, the EU requirements, then I'm very sure our numbers uh, will, be, will be increased and uh, we'll be able to compete uh, competitively with the, other, uh, with the other countries like India, and uh, the rest. Okay, so assuming I know nothing about chilies, and yes. I happen to be listening to this podcast, where yes. would you suggest that I start from? Now, um, if uh, you know nothing about uh, chilies... And, and I uh, want to get into chili farming. And you want to get into chili farming. Yeah. Now, my advice or my take will be, one, you you need to know first how do i how is chili grown that's the first step you need to know how to grow chilies and then after even knowing how to grow chilies then you need to know the suitable environment or the suitable climate for for chilies where do i grow my chilies maybe you cannot um you cannot go and grow in a very cold area then uh, you might not be able to to make profit out of it. So first you have to know how to grow chili. Where do I grow this chili? What is the climatic condition that uh, is favorable for chili? Then after knowing uh, the two, the third thing that you need to know, what are the challenges? Challenges for chilies uh, is about um, the pest. What are the pests that are likely to be to be found on chilies, and how am I going 
to to address that challenge of pest, like FCM, the like uh, the diseases. What are the diseases, and at what stage am I likely to get these diseases? The moment you're equipped with that information, the next uh, the next thing that you need to know is about your market. Which market am I targeting? The moment you know the market that uh, you want to target, then what are the requirements of that market? What do I need to do for me to be able to access that market? Um, and um, this market uh, requirement normally depends on the destination. Because you'll find, for example, if I have to export to Egypt, it will not be the same, they'll not have maybe the same requirement as if I'm exporting to USA. So it is a, it is a destination dependent. Now, after knowing the requirement and you already know your market, then um, the other thing that uh, you now need to know is now the preference of your client. What variety or which type of uh, chilies does my client require me to grow? I'm making an assumption that you've already, you've already secured a client. Now you need to get the preference of this particular client. Do they require maybe, uh, do they maybe require hibernero or do they need the bullet chili? So your client now will guide you on which type of uh, chili you need to grow. And also maybe, uh, you, you know, sometimes there are those clients who will want it at ripe stage, maybe at a half um, color break, uh, or uh, maybe the one that are full ripe. So it will depend on um, the client now requirement. Once you are armed with all this information with you, now you ask yourself, yes, I've gotten my client and my client requires this uh, variety. Then the next uh, step will be how much do I need to supply to the client, maybe in a weekly basis. If I need to supply like uh, 10 tons in a, in a week, how much do I need to grow? And how am I going to sustain that productivity for me to be able to meet now the demand of my client? Of the chili that we produce, how much of it is consumed locally and have we saturated the, mar the market? Now, locally, um, we do not consume a lot of chilies. Maybe from our total production, we might be consuming about 30% uh, of what we produce is consumed locally, but uh, most of it um, goes to the export. And uh, what we produce, uh, what, what we consume locally, a big uh, percentage of it is not consumed fresh, but um, it, it is processed and uh, used on this other product, maybe just um, to, to value add the other pro, uh, the other um, product that we have so you find our consumption um, traditionally we 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 are not uh, consumers of chili in a big way Before we wind up, we just want to acknowledge the help and support of our partners who have helped us to get this information to you. A special thanks to all our guests for joining us today, and we would also like to express our sincere gratitude to UNIDO under the EU-supported MARCA program for making this possible. 
I would also really like to thank our production team and thank to you, Sheila, as well. Mm -hmm. You're really awesome to work with. Oh, thanks. I feel like I just don't compliment you enough. I actually agree. <laughs> Say thank you for being <laughs> your co-host. Stop pushing it. Please like, share, and subscribe. And for more information about any of the topics we discuss, please find us at markupkenya.org. Connect with us on our socials. We are at Markup Kenya. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Feel free to check out the program website on markupkenya.org. And remember, you can find all these links and handles in the episode notes in the description section. Sina Mengi Akusema, I really enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to you know, see you guys here next time. Remember, no matter who you are, you, you can, can farm. farm.